Hey, it's Skippy from Mornings with Lone Star. You're listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZWLP Conroe and 106.1 KZCCLP Conroe and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. Lone Star Community Radio, IRLoneStar.com slash MWLS. Good morning, Skippy. Good morning, Dick. How are you doing? I'm rocking and rolling. How are you doing? Am I hearing you right? Hello? Yeah, I feel a little... Hold on, funny. I don't know what's going on. Weird. Keep talking. Check, test, one, two. Check, check. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can. I can project. Something's going on. Real quick. Mine, mono. Oh, there I go. Someone's messing with my... Uh-oh. But, okay, it's a good thing we're not live. Let's start again. It is 9.05 on the dot on Mornings with Lone Star with Dick and Skippy. There good morning, go. Dick. Now I can hear you. Okay, interesting. It is uh, outside. It is 77 degrees, but the high of 95. The high of 95 has already hit inside the studio. <laughs> we're coming to you today sans air conditioning. They're going to oh, fix yeah. it, right? There's a whole, I mean, you know what's funny is I, I called my father yesterday and I said, hey, guess what? The AC's out again. And I was telling him about the show about Monday and stuff because he's a show Monday and he cannot do like this room because he's been in here before when the AC's gone out. And he, and, I, and I go, what do you think they're going to fix it? And he's like, man, that's one of those questions that everybody in their, in their entire world asks, when's the AC going to be fixed? And no one knows the answer to it. Even, even the AC guy, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Even the AC guy is like... Well, yeah, and I promise I, we can't run fans because you do. So I'm trying to keep it as cool as possible. Well, maybe we get wet towelettes, like cold, you know, and just do it like Get those that. little bandanas. So we'll do we'll do the uh, wet bandanas, the muadib and the the dune people where they you know put the thing in the nose. And yeah, circulates the we will wear our still suits today. And uh, yeah, man, it's, it's but it crazy. is 77 with the high of 95, one percent chance of rain today, um, all through the night. Uh, Tomorrow, high of 93, low down to 70. Sunday and Monday might be some thunderstorms. Uh, the In order to keep the temperatures down, we don't have our blinds open, so I can't see the official Lone Star Radio weather tree, but walking in, there was not a whisper of breeze, so I'm thinking it's going to be hot today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. With uh, seven, only a uh, 87% humidity right now, not so bad. And winds out of the southwest at nine miles per hour. There you go. Sunset, when, you know, the temperatures drop and the vampires come out, we'll be at 8.09 tonight. Yeah, nine funny. minutes after the start yeah, of tonight's yeah. production of Kiss, Kiss Me, Me Kate. Kate. Yeah, sorry. I'm trying to, something's going on. We had like, okay, just so we have just clarification, everybody. The guy yesterday for the AC popped the breaker and blew the lights out. Like blew everything. Yeah. Like, so the reluctant I'm, I'm cowboy like, was telling me that we were that uh, we're down for a bit, and then like I'm just trying to make sure everything's back to normal, but you just don't know if it is. 
just don't know. Yeah. Well, we will still soldier through Dick and Skippy sure. in the morning here on our show, sponsored by Conroe Coffee and Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Uh, got a good show today. Got some headlines happening. Got the weekend here. It is Saturday Eve, and we have news and events for local stuff coming up. And a special guest coming in at 10.15 this Yeah, morning. tell us about the special guest. Special guest is Jordan O'Neill. Jordan, the O is an apostrophe, not a middle initial. And Jordan is a local filmmaker who's working on a new miniseries called Mabletown. And uh, it's a uh, story with a twist. I'll put it like that. So we're going to have him in the studio. He's got an Indiegogo campaign uh, for this, he's uh, looking for some backers and some maybe some actors too. Who knows? So, if you have questions for Jordan, be sure to tune in around ten fifteen. Have your questions ready. You can hit us up on the message line nine three six six four seven three seven seven six. You can hit us up on YouTube live. Go to YouTube, type in Mornings with Lone Star. You'll see us. Hit the notifications tab so you'll know whenever we're on the air. You can see us and you can question us there, or you can hit us up on our Facebook page. Just go to Facebook. And look up mornings with Lone Star. And if you know you're old school, go to IRLoneStar.com slash MOLWS, M-W-L-S. And you. you can get us there. Thank you very much. <laughs> so that's what's happening yeah, today. So what, uh, how you been since yesterday? I had Charlie horses all night long. Is that like a not enough water situation? I guess, man. I just woke up. The first time was at 1 o'clock this morning. It just... I was dreaming. I was feeling good. Also, you know, that, that left calf just decided to to get squeezed behind a pair of vises. And uh, so about two or three times during the night, just and I'd be trying to work the calf. And, of course, that would just make it worse. So I think it's just one of those things that comes with age. This is what you have to look forward to, Dick. Just look you know, what's weird is I uh, watched, I'd like, I'm a big fan of, if you've I'll probably ever told y'all before, is uh, Joe Rogan does a podcast interview kind of thing. It's mm-hmm. like a, it's either like an hour to three hour, like interviews, no breaks. My son's in the same podcast. And he loves he it. he interviewed Steven Tyler of Aerosmith and he looks, he doesn't look 70. That's for sure. Right. I remember, in fact, the last season of American so he, Idol I ever watched was when should, he was on. You should call him and be like, do you get Charlie horses? And if you don't, why, what prevents it? I think Steven Tyler pays people to get Charlie horses for him. Yeah? You know, every malady there is, instead of kidney stones, he just pays an intern to get the kidney stones for him. That's funny. That would be my thought on that. Well, I mean, like, it, maybe his secret was get drunk and do drugs for 30 years and then go sober. So, like, your body gets pushed to the max for 30 years, and then it's like, <laughs> see, you were good. We can deal with anything now. <laughs> Do you think that's how it works? Kind of like antibodies. Yeah. You know, injecting yourself with a dying version of the flu to, to overcome it. You just spend the first half of your life just totally messing it up. Yeah, that would work. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, that was a good you should You should listen to that interview. He's a weird cat. Oh, he I loves music, it. though. That's one thing that I think that's kind of it's kind of neat to see a person who has had that much success in something and then see the way he does like his day to day life about writing and things like that. Because he talks about his albums, like how he wrote each one kind of you get an insight to his respect of the music and his love for Joe Perry. So really? Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. Do you, do you like Aerosmith at all? Oh, are you like a huge? Yeah. Are you like a big, big Aerosmith fan? No, just... I, I, when most of the songs come out, you know, I'll, I'll try to pretend I know the words. I didn't to realize walk this way. they're that old. 
like band wise, like when they first their first album was like the early seventies, I mm-hmm. think. And to me, that's nuts because I always think of them as like nineties rock. I don't know why, but they, they got a resurgence. Think about all the the a lot of popular eighties bands like Journey. Uh, Isn't Steve Chicago. Perry? Is that his name? Is Steve, yeah, Steve. He Perry. quit though, right? Well, like he yeah. just goes, I got cancer or something, and like I'm out. Well, no, what happened the first time is he, he wrenched his back. They had to go on tour, so they kind of fired him and replaced him. He had an attitude about that. Was I would a, think rightfully. He's a, he's a bad attitude? Well, if, is it, the same thing happened with Lindsey Buckingham and Fleetwood Mac right now. Really? They had, a, they had a little tour coming up. He's like, I'm busy doing other stuff. They're like, okay, bye. You're fired. We'll replace you. Now, do you think that kind of mentality is more... Uh, is happening more because so many talented people are out there and you, it's like we can easily put replace you, the, you. Yeah, put you in the headlines. Think about it. Van Halen stayed relevant way longer than they should have been when they fired David Lee Roth, brought in Sammy Hagar, then fired Hagar, got rid of, brought back David Lee Roth, and then went with someone completely different. And so it just kept them in the news cycle. Uh, you can also carry on the name. You know, there's going to be. One day it's going to be Journey featuring Randy Jackson. Because, you know, you may have noticed, he may have mentioned it once or twice on American Idol, that Randy Jackson was once the bass player for Journey on the road. And so every episode of Yeah, that of guy's Idol, replaceable, though. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm a bass player. I know how expendable we are. Bass players are like the red shirts, Star Trek red shirts of any well, band. Well, I, I mean, is that just a production thing? I imagine that's like a corporate thing, too, where people are easily replaced. And, and you know, that that's one world that I can't comprehend. You know, what's the CEO of, like... You know, tie on all or whatever. <laughs> whatever makes, I mean, I can't imagine how that really works and that, you know, the, the job requirements for that besides just having it's one of those. It is a business. I mean, the thing about it, the, the, the band Aerosmith is the business company. It's the business entity. And sometimes, you know, so you have. Your well, what chief. was really weird to hear him talk about the business side of it uh-huh. is he basically said that they're a band that they share all the wealth. So everyone gets paid equally. And then he basically said, like, he didn't make any money. Until he did American Idol. Well, he made money. And he I don't know what world I don't, he I don't know made. what world he's living in. And I'm like, man, I figure I would figure Aerosmith is, you know, making more money than the average person. Yeah, they and a, well, more than the average person though. Not just like, oh, I got a cushy job, I get a hundred thousand dollars a year or something like that. He probably, I mean, he was making maybe a million a year. You think? Oh, yeah, uh, at least think about every record sale. N- now, if you split it up between five ways. Yeah, so that's what he was basically saying. It's like, you know, we got, we he goes, we worked and we did well, but we always agreed to do it equally. Mm-hmm. So everyone got paid equally. So it wasn't, and he basically said, I didn't get, he couldn't buy a house in Maui until, he basically, I couldn't buy this house in Maui until I did American Idol. So. Well, you also got to look at the outlay too, but think about it for a, uh, uh, for a record deal, you got to book studio time. You got to buy yeah. the engineer. So, and I, I do know a few years ago, I was working at a company and they wanted to have a big uh, party, like an open house on the on the facility. And they were like, "Get us a big band." And so, I'm like, "How big do you want?" You know, like, "Oh, try ZZ Top." And I was like, "There's no way you're going to be able to afford ZZ Top. They don't play." But you also gigs. you just got to figure out the. Well, ZZ Top. Point. Well, ZZ Top. I, I looked it up, and according to their agency, I missed that. Yeah, I could tell. According to the, their agent, um, ZZ Top concert started at five hundred thousand a pop. So, and that's even for the. Is that, <clears throat> is that turnkey? You think? Yeah, that that was everything. So they brought the equipment and everything. Yeah, oh, that's that's a third of the price right there. Exactly, and yeah. and now of course you know so ZZ Top is technically three guys plus a lot of you know roadies. But think about it. So five hundred thousand. Let's say. 
someone like Aerosmith, you were able to charge a million for for yeah. So everything's negotiable. Though. Everything's negotiable, but let's say you start. To, okay, so you always tell them, oh, it's for a nonprofit. <laughs> yeah, right. But right off the bat, you got to cut out. Let's say half of that for the overhead, the equipment, the the road, yeah. everything else. Okay, then the the stuff that you buy yourself. You know, I'm sure Steven Tyler loaded himself up with a lot of preservatives over the years. And so that costs a lot of money. So, so you're down from a million to 500,000. Now five members of the band, that's a hundred thousand. Now out of that, you know, see, it starts to go down pretty quick. So I can see where. It was just interesting. That I was like, him saying that. I'm like, this guy is like one of the biggest rock stars, like an actual rock star, not just, <laughs> you know, like current, whatever the voice winner is or something like yeah, this no, guy's like long-term. legitimate long-term you know another band that was around a lot longer than I thought it was? Did you ever hear the band Golden Earring? They were big in the 80s with Twilight Zone. Help, I'm stepping into the Twilight, the, the spy song. Yeah. Okay, it was big in the 80s. In the 70s, they had a song called uh, um, When the Lady Smiles, which is big. Okay. They actually started in the 60s, and they're still going. Yeah, wow. Yeah, they have songs from the 70s. That's crazy. Yeah, Uh they had, they're also uh, European, so it's like maybe that's why they're big. But it's pretty much the same uh, lineup. It's not like a band where it's the next, like Devo 2.0. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. It's come the same people for the most part. Well, I mean, we don't. I, I see, I've never been in a band. Have you been? In, you're in a band, right? I've been in many bands. So, I mean, I think it works. Or I think they're doing something that works. Maybe yeah. it's the drugs. I don't know. Well, I don't know. Look at Kiss. Remember, Kiss, believe it or not, is drug free. Ace Freely and Gene Simmons, who. Started Kiss as a business entity. Have a He's strict, still a weirdo. Yeah, think about it. They've been going since the early 70s. Uh, did he lose his hair and he wears that, like, perfect helmet? Well, you know, he's Lebanese. Okay. Um, And I think that's his real hair. He's, he's had that his whole life. Well, every time I see him, it's like, man, I wonder what the hairdresser person does to, to make it that perfect. Like, oh, they, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, like, oh, yeah. It, it it's looks a, like it's a an afro and it's, you take a, a brawn beard trimmer, <laughs> like a head trimmer. You get a sculptor in here. Mm-hmm. I don't need I don't need a stylist. But I, that's the style he needs. That So when he goes, you know, kiss mode with all the, the stuff in his hair, it still works. That's amazing. I wonder if he has insurance on his hair. Oh, I'm sure they got insurance well, you know, on everything. We, we probably need to kind of focus on the show. We're kind of we're going down tangent. Sorry, guys. Uh, that was a good. That's that was a good first segment. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. You're yeah. listening to Mornings and Lone Star. We do have a special guest at 10:15. Jordan O'Neill talking about Fable Town. You can check it out on Facebook. Type in Fable Town. It's a cool like pink F to it. We posted it on this video. So if you go to the description or refresh, because I just updated. That's what I was doing. Uh-huh. Updating the descriptions and stuff. Uh, you can check it out there. Jordan, uh, when you show up, wear layers. We got a lot. I got some local news and some crazy stuff uh, coming up. So we'll do that this hour. And then also the Royal Wedding. Is that this weekend? Tomorrow. Yeah, well, middle of the night tonight. Well, what's weird is Holly's all talking about. She's working. And she's like, I'm going to have it on my phone. And I want to listen to it. And I go, wait a second. There's commentary. Like, what are we listening to? If you're li- like, so you can't see it. They're going to break down. Every- you're going to listen to the Royal Wedding. What are they saying? Is this kind of like that parade float stuff that I had to listen to one time and it was so boring? <clears throat> but it'd be, remember, it'll be English, though. And now here comes bridesmaid number four walking down. There's her left foot. Oh, there goes the right foot. Yes, she appears to be walking well, do in people know, with the music. Do people know that much about the royals yes. of the of Europe where it's like, oh, there's the queen. Fourth, fourth Earl of, of That's Sussex. Ridiculous. Oh, yeah. 
That's ridiculous. Believe you me. You're listening to Lone Star Community Radio. Morning is Lone Star. Good morning, everybody. You can find us online at IRLoneStar.com slash MWLS. You can listen to us on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1. And we're brought to you by Conroe Coffee and Clean Sweep Office Clean. Thank you for sponsoring the show. We'll be right back here after a couple sponsored messages. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning has been Montgomery County's business cleaning service since 2002, offering professional office cleaning in areas such as restroom, stairwells, elevator, floor care, pretty much every angle of your office. One-time cleaning is available, but you will want these guys back. Offering daily, weekly, monthly scheduled cleanings, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning works around your business needs. Schedule a cleaning today online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or call 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Sultry day inside the Lone Star Studios. The morning's Lone Star with Dick and Skippy. Looking over to my left. Yep, he's still Dick. Looking down. Yep, I'm still Skippy. It is, as I just said, 923. Yeah. And just under an hour, we're going to have Jordan O'Neill in the studio. And don't forget, we are going to give away tickets to the 8th Annual Taste Fest today. We're going to ask a question. And that's going to be at 10 o'clock today. A little different because we're going to have uh, more time with Jordan. Mm-hmm. Have your questions ready. Talk to, uh, give us a call, 936-647-3776. We read each other, Dick. I, I well, know Well, these microphones are like in your throat when you when you have a burp. And I'm like, and this is, if you're listening, you're like, I don't want to listen to that. I don't want to listen to that. Or do they? They might. That'd be really weird. Yeah, right. I wonder if there are burp fetishists out there. There was one guy who we've had in the studio before, and he came in on a regular basis. I won't mm-hmm. say names. But he had uh, one of those uh, throats that had it was cut. So like, if you're listening on headphones, it did echo. And I'm like, what is that echo? And it would be like, it'd be really slight. Uh-huh. And it, you could hear, it was like you're in a tunnel when he spoke. And you, know, if you just listen really closely. It was, it was weird. But uh, yeah, there's a good story for you. Sorry. All right. So there's two <laughs> things. There's two things I know you want to discuss today. And we'll try to get them down. It's the royal wedding happening this weekend. And also, I have a question. Uh, this, this would be the political segment of the show. Is the, the animal thing. I've, mm-hmm. I've been, I get surrounded by it now on social media. My friends and people... It's really weird to me that it's it's like rampant how bad people are – it's not – are they being misled? There's a desperation it's, to well, make the it, current president look as bad as possible well, in any given situation. Yeah, but like it's almost like this is – they're going to – what do you think is going to happen for this? Because they're going to keep pushing. 
and keep pushing. And uh, more and more people are going to be turning away from these, quote, traditional yeah, media outlets. Well, you being a journalist in the, in the past, it, what, what's the law right now? Because I know free speech is a big deal, but that really only pertains between the government and the people. So when it comes down to me just straight up doing like a slander, because there's going to be one one publication doing that. There's always going to be one. It's mm -hmm. just like conspiracy theory. Let me, I'm, Mel, I'm Mel Gibson and conspiracy theories. I print this newspaper out once a quarter. You know, that's all, that's all good mm -hmm. and everything. But are people afraid of those kind of things getting power? Kind of like Alex Jones. Alex Jones is crazy. Mm -hmm. But he clearly makes money from it or someone's paying him. As long as there's an audience. So it, it's, do you think the audience – Today, like, for example, CNN and the big the big news, like Fox News, all these other huge news outlets who are kind of like the trickle down. They, they send it all down and they're they're are they, are they going to go away because no one trusts them. Are they going to get are they going to get sued or are they going to because there could be some suits. Here's the thing. If you if because like Gawker got sued and they got I mean, they got shut down. But right. Then again, the First Amendment protects you from government. They could have gotten shut down and just moved assets and renamed everything. That, no one really knows. Probably what happened. But remember, the First Amendment, people throw that around. I got a First Amendment right in my workplace. No, you truly don't. First Amendment only protects you from government intrusion and free speech. Well, I meant more of I'm talking about just, you know, if flat out lies, because I know mm -hmm. libel laws are very tricky. And slander laws are very tricky. Right, which is why actually it's going to come to light because more and more people are hiding behind the I got First Amendment rights. It's like – and they're in for a rude awakening when they find out you're not protected or you, you can't yell fire well, in a, like, a crowded theater. Like a, a good example, what was it at the beginning of, of the year when a, you know, something associated with Trump that seemed to be a big deal had like crashed – didn't crash the stock market because I'm I, I'm not educated. Yeah, that way, no, but that was when it was enough to where there was a significant drop. Brian, Will so, Brian Williams said that uh, uh, he had a recording that said that Trump reached out to the Russian ambassador before election day or something like that, and it turned well, out regardless of what was said. But it, I mean, that, that's what there it was. was something it, that it had enough the, influence to yeah, do that. It brought so. the stock market tumbling down because that would have been proof. Of a collusion, then you found out no, it was the transition team after election day. Well, yeah, yeah, but I'm mean, just no matter what and was actually got, said. I mean, like <laughs> there was, more there was getting, an event that goes, hey, right. this is how we can change the the course of this country within six hours, and mm -hmm. regardless of what the content is, that, that was just that showed me that that is uncontrollable. I don't have that power to. I say. think more and more people are getting. Here's the thing. This is what's cracking me up. the The president's current. Approval ratings are hovering around fifty percent. That's usually the the, the court or the the case. Every president. Kind of my point. So yeah. he's he's averaging out like every other president. Eh, it goes between you know, the forties to the sixties, depending it's on like a, a good day. It's like two, but you think by the, the media? Well, you think by the media that it would be like twelve percent or, or or something. Well, yeah, we, we that was. But again, it's like what I just don't see an end game with it. It's it's almost like they're gonna keep this world's gonna keep turning the way it is until he that he just goes away. Uh, but you, you but then, it's chicken little. The the more the the news outlets yesterday. Here's the thing: no one broke the law by saying the president. Because I was reading the headlines and it says President Trump says that illegal accuses immigrants. some immigrants of being animals. That's how it was phrased in the headlines, which is true. He was talking about MS-13 gang members. And I will go on the record saying they are absolutely 100% well, no, unequivocally you know how, you, animals. I don't care about that. It's more of it, when I saw it, I mm -hmm. go, man, there's got to – this is like – you know there's somebody going, let's see how far we can push this line. Yeah, and that's exactly – and all day long people you know, comparing him to Hitler. Hitler called the Jews animals. Well, that's, so just, that's the snowball effect. It is, and that's all you have to do is just by, by 
putting making that headline. No one would read so, the story or the context. Could there be a law somehow passed by Congress or who you know the whole group? I don't think there should be. That's the well, that's no. The could thing. there though? Could there? Because I can see no. Because that would be a government intrusion on free speech. But I'm in no. more. I'm in more of the libel laws. Like there's there's always hey you got to agree with me on this one. There's always a way. Well, yeah. So they would about come it, out with something. The headline was legally correct. Yes. He did call but now, some now that specific illegal thing, not so much. I meant like the other stuff that has huge impacts. And the I mean that kind of stuff. That's where journalists can I'm sorry, that's where journalists can hide behind. Um That's crazy. I had a bad remember because for three weeks all the news sources were this is our source gave us bad information. All these all these I don't want to say fake stories. All these erroneous stories were coming out, and then the reporters and neighbors get called on them, and they would say, my source was bad. This is why you always have two independently verified sources in any journalistic story. That's the point. We've gotten out of that. It's, it's gone to the clickbait thing. So, yeah, I, I'm ranting a bit on this, and this is not uh, well, no, yay just, Trump. The way this I look at it, it's just a media know, out the of future control. of it. It's crazy to me. More and more people are going to start feeling, I think, that they can trust this. A lot of people had, yesterday either, ended up with on their face. Well, I, the way I see it is either A, the media people get real smart about it and they are good at doing this misleading, or B, the people who will just see straight through it and go, no, I ain't going to buy this. They used to be smart about it. Look at William when, Randolph When first. do you think the money's going to start affecting it? Like, for example, there, you know, everyone's saying that, uh, you know, CNN is like losing viewers, blah, mm -hmm. blah, blah. But like somebody's, they're making money somehow. Yeah, but not as much. And then you can't pay your big anchors as much money. Well, I mean, is that, when, is that a slow thing that's mm -hmm. going to happen? Because it's going to be slow until one day. Somehow, it's suddenly not well, there. what's going to happen is they're going to take uh, Alex Jones's book and be like, "Let's sell these <laughs> crazy pills." <laughs> I don't know. Right? Have you ever watched it before? Uh, I've only seen a snippet or two. Uh, you know, um, I'm talking like legitinfowars.com. No. You need to check it out. Do I really? It's a trip. It is like it, it's so funny to me because I bet the highest paid person besides Alex Jones is their web developer mm -hmm. and their media department because they're pushing stuff. They're doing a good job doing it. Mm -hmm. And it's not it's the, whoever did whoever took the classes. They did a good job. They pay attention in school and they're like, how do we trick these people in buying these? pills? Mm -hmm. Well, and actually, at this very moment, literally, there's another classic example of how the media shapes the story. Let's go. go there are two shootings going let's on. What, let's see what uh, there are two shootings that happened. I'm today, I'm, I want to see what the headline is real quick. Which one? I'm, I'm at Infowars. Okay, that's no, not that bad. There's nothing crazy. I wanted crazy stuff like no. aliens, but that's not no. Happening. So that's you know, Santa Fe right High now. School locally, this is going down. the The shooter is in custody. Injuries have been reported. Hopefully, they're just injuries. It was a school shooting. This is on the top of every headline there is. Also. There was another shooting going on. A guy draped himself in a flag, went to a Trump golf course in Doral, Florida, and shot it up. And he's been taken down. His man's name is Jonathan. Don't know how to pronounce his last name. O-D or O-D-I, O-D-D-I. But here's the thing. So someone goes in and shoots up a golf course owned by, or, you know, basically shooting up against the president doesn't make the headlines. The high school shooting does. Now, don't get me wrong. Both are, are, are terrible situations, but the media is choosing one over the other. They're choosing the one that fits the narrative, another school shooting. I bet there – but can you think there would be a study of the correlation between money and the stories? So if they do good stories, they make good money, or do you think there's anything – Define good. Well, because I think there's also an audience, so you have to sell to that audience in a way. You have a base. They're selling to the lowest common denominator. So it's like, hey, we can make $4 million a year on average if we keep doing heavily – you know, 
Democratic stories. Well, you, well, you pointed out, and yeah, you pointed out, you know, I think the media is kind of sensing the what they believe is the shift of uh, uh, where the country is, and unfortunately, you, you know, the polls. Well, oh, that was the big uh, shock when Hillary Clinton didn't get elected because all the polls were indicating she was. That's because people, the media and Facebook and social media and everything were, if you dare vote for this guy, we're going to hate you, we're going to unfriend you. So, of course, you're being interviewed when you leave the exit polls. Who'd you vote for? Oh, Hillary. And so they had her winning by like a, a big margin. And then you find out they were just, people just, because it's gotten so schismatic. Yeah, it's interesting. It's a weird, so I'm just, I'm really curious because imagine, and one thing I always kind of go back on, I love, I would love to see the education of these report like basically i'm in college 50 years from now what are they teaching me about what's happening today mm -hmm. and the full thing i feel the same way when i wonder 200 years from now what they're going to view is our classical music and it's going to be film soundtracks by john williams yeah that's going to in 300 years orchestra is going to be playing the classics of the star wars suite you. You're listening to Lone Star Community Radio. Morning's Lone Star, IRLoneStar.com. Thanks for joining us this morning. If you have a comment, question, or anything, we're on Facebook Live and YouTube Live. And, of course, on our FM signal and uh, our stream online at IRLoneStar.com. So we'd love to uh, hear from you guys. We'll be right back. Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe, at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Between the Crichton Theater and the Owen Theater, Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner, along with tasty treats and Italy's favorite coffee. Have your favorite coffee or just have a midday snack be personally delivered to you at any location in downtown Conroe. All you have to do is call 936-CONROE-C or 936-266-7632. We'd like to thank our sponsor at Conroe Coffee for supporting Mornings with Lone Star and Lone Star Community Radio. Don't forget to check them out online at conroecoffee.com. Hey. <laughs> Hi. 9.37 on the yeah, dot. Mornings with Lone Star. Dick and Skippy, sponsored by Conroe Coffee and Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. It is a uh, muggy 98 degrees inside the studio. Outside, it's only about 80 degrees. Getting up to the mid-90s. It's too darn hot. Hey, you know who does have air conditioning? The Owen Theater. And tonight, they will be performing Kiss Me, Kate. Starting at 8 o'clock. Uh, so and come enjoy, watch a great musical, lots of singing, lots of dancing, lots of laughs. There you go. And also, uh, a lot of people don't know this. Owen Theater, for every production they have, they partner up with a local nonprofit to you know, raise awareness and funds. And so the nonprofit that's tied into uh, Kiss Me Kate is Operation Pets Alive, who is one of the area's only no-kill shelters, which means if a, an animal comes into Operation Pets Life, if a dog comes in, it's guaranteed not to be euthanized. Uh, unfortunately, you know, supply and demand, you know, demand, uh, or not supply and demand, what's the word I'm looking for? The the influx of animals, you, you take them to an animal shelter, chances are after a while they're going to be euthanized. But Operation Pets Alive, no, they don't. They uh, actually have flights going to the north to get pets adopted up north. Really great uh 
nonprofit. I like them a lot. And so Marilyn will be there with a dog this evening at the Owen Theater. So you can roust with the dog in the lobby and then come see the show. Yeah. Go to Owen Theater. It's Mary, is mother approved. Yes. So go to owentheater.com or .org. There we go. We, we, we plugged it. Yeah. That there one. you go. Come see me, please. And now, the others. Let me ask you something about the the relationship with the Owen Theater or basically any because you, you've been involved with different mm-hmm. theater companies. So basically they go, hey, we have these plays. We, we need a director. And you're like, oh, hey, that sounds cool. Can I do that? Is that how it works? In or the, do you get to pick the play? It depends. That's if you're on the if you're on if you're on the, the play selection committee. Yeah, well, there's a, uh, I've been you, on play selection committee. Like you know, you get your Manila envelope and with money, and you go, hey, <laughs> for next season, kiss me, Kate. I want it. You know, Memorial Day weekend. Yeah. Well, uh, I've been on uh, this last season. I've been on a couple of different play reading committees where you know you. So you ask they ask you to do this. Yes. Okay. And because you have you know I I'm aware of different plays that are out there, money makers, ones that work. And so for the Owen for next season, um, they were wanting like a family-friendly musical. And a, a few years ago, I directed one called Happy Days based on the TV show. And so I pushed it saying, this is a good musical. And I was told, well, you know, if we go with it, there's no guarantee you're going to direct it. I'm like, I don't care about directing it. It's a good musical. You, I would think you should. Yeah. And It'll I, make you money. It will make you money. And so I was honored or flattered that when they not only did they decide to put on Happy Days next season, but they did ask me to direct. Same thing. Are you uh, doing so you're doing Happy Days next season? Yeah. And so a year from now? Should I try out? Yes, you should. You got the Can you say try out? Yeah, you can say try out. It's an audition, but yeah, you got the Richie Cunningham look. Well, I don't don't need any lines. Oh, then. I can just do facial expressions like. You can be Chuck. Remember in Happy Days the first season, they had a brother named Chuck. Richie had a brother that went upstairs to his room and then was like literally never seen again and never referred to again. Because they just wanted to get well, Wouldn't that of, be a good joke in the play? Yeah, they, they have a little... Towards the end? They have a little... Uh, the, the musical has a lot of in-jokes in it where, like, Richie is, is telling people, man, usually I can solve a problem in half an hour, but this one's a doozy. So, yeah, a lot, a lot of in-jokes like that. Uh, so, as a director now, I'm fortunate that someone will ask if I want to direct a particular show, or they'll, they'll invite me saying, we're putting on the show, do you want to direct it? Or they'll ask, you know, what show, if, if I wanted to direct, what would it be? And I would tell them why. Uh, there's another theater called Stageworks that for a couple of years now I've been pushing a play called Sylvia because I think it would be really good for them. And they're putting on the the season. I don't know if I'm actually directing it or not. I hope I am because I love the, the show. But if I'm not, believe me, you know, I can. There there are opportunities. And when I'm not directing, I get to act. Yeah, because I, I that's one thing I noticed about you is you're more you just want to be involved. Mm-hmm. So regardless, like oh, we need a stage manager or we need a guy to paint this stuff or we need it. We need a person to recite the Shakespearean sonnet that (laughs) only you can do. I firmly believe that theater is our, one of the few ways we can leave the planet a little cleaner than how we found it. Oh yeah. Yeah. You get to touch. Think about it on our, for kiss me, Kate, our, our final dress rehearsal, the first Thursday night, we had 70 high school kids in there. Most of them probably you got see, dragged. Me being the dictator, I wouldn't allow that. I wouldn't allow that kind of expression of freedom in their thoughts. I would be like, <laughs> no, you can do a play, but it's about me being the coolest guy ever. Well, that was a scene. That. There was a scene. Oh, man. You you need to watch The Postman because they talk about Shakespeare. That's actually how they they, I saw they, the they, they nicknamed. I'm the one that Kevin. told you to watch it. 
Well, I've seen it before. Yeah, but well, I rewatched it. Yeah, I, I know. I love the Postman. And there's that scene where they he they're they, they come yeah, up with he, the kids doing the play with the sword. Yes, and he's badly. Now is the winter of our discontent. Yada yada yada. Yeah, it's horrible. Well, that would be me in like 20 years from now. I'd be trying to teach Shakespeare and forget most of the lines, so I'd kind of make it up as I go along. Uh, and what is it in um the the dragon movie Reign of Fire? You know where dragons take over modern day Earth. And uh, so you got this resistance down there and they're uh, for the kids. They're reenacting the Empire Strikes Back as, as a, like a, a play. And when Luke gets his hand chopped off, the kids are. Ah! It was pretty funny. Anyhow, it is 943 on the dot. You know, it's it's we should have a little thing over above us about how hot it's getting in here. Yeah, I wonder it, what it's, the, it's getting it's getting worse. I'm going to go open the door. I was going to say, do our phones actually have like temperature gauges on them? I wonder what how hot it is inside the studio right now. Jordan O'Neill, as you come in, you'll be here in a half an hour. If you are wearing layers, that would be really good for you. Just saying. We're going to crack some windows here. Should we open the back door to get the, the, the breeze going? Uh, what shows are on after us today? Is there anything good? We got a... I know the extension hours on today. Well, they're used so to working we, outdoors in, yeah. in sweatshop conditions, so they should be okay. Yeah, this is this we're just is, dainty in here. Yeah, this is getting bad. Yeah, we need our we need our breakfast tacos and our coffee in here. So local news we started to talk about. Yeah, you know, in uh, Willis uh, the other night, there was an officer-involved shooting uh, following a domestic dispute uh, in a SWAT situation in Willis. Uh, it ended with the deputy having to shoot a man who was allegedly holding his mother hostage. This happened Wednesday night. Uh, Sheriff's Office, Montgomery County Sheriff's Office received a call late Wednesday night uh, by a woman reporting that her friend was being held hostage by her son at, at the home. Uh, and apparently the son was, are you ready for this? High on narcotics. Can you believe it? What does that mean? Like on everything? Yeah, well, I don't think they've figured out exactly what it was yet. But yeah, if you're going to hold your own mother Because that could mean like he's on Adderall, right? What's this the, is true. Well, here's the thing. You, you could be, they have to be careful with what they say. They that's can't say illegal drugs because what if it was just a sleeping pill gone wrong? You yeah, because a nar right? narcotic is just a drug or other substance affecting mood or behavior and sold for non-medical purposes. So usually it's so it's still illegal. They're basically saying he was under an illegal drug. That's the implication. But again, yeah. it could have been a purely legal drug. But anyhow... Um, uh, he whipped out a, a quote, why, long why arm why firearm. Why don't you think the police is more flexible with their words? Because, like, why do you need to say like one word in the hands of a defense attorney, and they can just sue you? Well, yeah, the whole case can get lost if they, if they went out and said so he was high on illegal drugs, and you find out it wasn't illegal drugs, you've prejudiced the jury. You filed a false. But why would you even say he was high on anything? Just say he was uh, he was apprehended. Well, they say apparently he was under the influence of narcotics. But is that is there, that's uh, them building their own case? Okay, we we're trying to. That's what adding that's counts. the that's the reason this kid's doing this stuff. That's mm -hmm. like what, what they're saying. It's like mm -hmm. the reason he was doing all this crazy stuff is because he was on drugs. Don't do drugs. Mm -hmm. And you can also add a count on it. So okay, there's if he's in possession of illegal drugs or misuse of. Uh, because here's the thing, read. You know when you get a prescription from Walgreens, okay, and you're reading the instructions, and it says whenever it says do not operate heavy machinery. That's just covering their butt. Yeah, but do you know what heavy machinery includes? And also trying to help you not to drive a car when you're under. Well, that's the thing. A heavy machinery is a car, which means let's say I take a pill where it says don't operate heavy machinery, and I'm in a fender bender. Huh. I have broken the law because yeah. I operated a heavy machinery while under the influence of this drug. Believe it or not. 
that, yeah. that's how that's how persnickety that can get. So you were talking about Spirit of Texas uh, bank shares. Is yeah, the, our, our neighbors down the street. I didn't really understand what that meant. I know they went public, IPO started, and all that stuff. Tell me what illegal activity are they doing? Tell me about it. What, <laughs> what's the conspiracy theory? Why would a bank do this? They already have money. Is this just kind of widen their, their yeah, wealth? Make, here's the thing. You, so you're holding you're, money. You're telling me they hit a ceiling and they had a meeting with the, you know, the you can't people grow. in suits. And they're like, hey, we hit a we hit the ceiling. We need to build a second floor. We need to break this ceiling. How do we let's just go public? Exactly. Now, of course, you have a public financial how, institution. There's always, you know, look at the saving loans crisis of the. You of know the what 80s. I think it is? Hmm. I think it is they had investors like look, look back at Facebook. When they were private, I bet what happened was the investors are like, "Hey, we put this money in for five years, ten years. We need to see a return that's a little better than what we're seeing. Mm -hmm. So this is a way to guarantee a return for X amount of years, at least, right?" Yep. Think about it with the bank. So uh, my bank, I have a great plan at my bank, my checking and savings account that I don't pay a fee at all. Okay. So and my that's money's parked in there. That's the perk, uh -huh. right? And my. I just broke a pen. Uh, my money's parked in there. And I'm so passionate about this. Uh, they really make no money off of me. They can take my money and... and Invest it. Uh, yeah, bid, but but there's only so much they can do with that. By the law, by the according to the law. Exactly. So if you can only go with uh, the, the, the privately held, which is not people buying shares, but actually people who put money in your bank. Yeah. How are you going to pay for your tellers, your equipment? Yeah. Your, your, I mean, you can work it out. So you got to work. You have to expand. The credit unions figure it out. Because mm -hmm. it was like three years ago. Everyone was like pro credit union. Like yeah. transfer, take your money out. Oh, credit unions have a great place in this world. I don't really understand that world. If you're a banker and you're listening, please instruct me and like we can organize a call in or something because I need to understand why. Yeah, and I would like to discuss, you know, the possibility of us having another savings and loan scandal of the 80s with the Keating scandal. Okay. Where you want was, one of those? No, I don't, and I want to make sure it doesn't happen again. A lot of people lost a lot of money. You think, like, the stock market having a bad day, you lose a lot of money. But when the savings and loans collapsed, they collapsed. I mean, it's like, where's my money? Yeah, and, and that, there was no FDIC. Is that why people bury the money now? Yeah, because there was no FDIC Do you protection. know anybody that's buried? Do you have your buried money? It's 92 degrees outside oh, right now. It's wink, the morning wink for me. Star, yeah. I can neither confirm nor deny that I've ever buried money. I don't, I don't think I've ever Especially known Especially next anybody. to a body. What? I don't think I've ever known anybody. Like, I used to keep money in a shoebox, but then eventually I would spend it. So it wasn't like I have long-term plans with this money. Like, you know, was it was a Vegas vacation. Mm -hmm. Is that what it's called, Vegas vacation? I think so. Yeah. I remember that was a great scene where he's like, I got some money somewhere around this. <laughs> There's always money in the banana stand. Something like that. That's pretty dang funny, man. But uh, no, I'm, I'm interested to see what Spirit of Texas Bank, they're really investing in this area. If you see the beautification projects, similar to what the, the Parks and Rec Department kind of doing, you see what they're doing on I-45 to eastbound on 105 all the way to downtown. Have you seen the, like, the, the draw-ups and stuff? Mm -hmm. Trying to make walkways and town really? and stuff. And I'm like, wait a second, between here and 45? No way. But uh, yeah. What, what are you looking at? Uh, another headline. Woman charged with promotion of prostitution, human trafficking, and Conroe. Yeah. This is a headline that's misleading? No. Or do they have her on you know, Facebook Live? I'll give you money. You're giving me money. A uh, woman had a sexual encounter with a two-year-old child. And I'm okay, just going to well, leave it mind. at that one. Thank you for changing the subject. That's yeah. nice of you. We're going to take a break. <laughs> We got Jordan O'Neill coming in. He's talking about Fable Town. He's trying to raise money to make this 
Is it miniseries? No, it's uh, all about it. Let's see how much money he'll take so I can ruin it. How about that? Let's see how let's let's see where his morals I think we should go. demand like a cameo role in it where we're, you know, two men in black, you know, in black suits and sunglasses with with No, earbuds. we don't look we don't look the part. That's it's ironic. That's because no one looks like that in real life. It makes it very realistic. No, what we could do is if there's a scene where they are fighting or busting, like running through where people in the background, we could be like the two old t- people playing chess. And the you know <laughs> like and they we kind of look like what's this going on over here? Okay, we can be Statler and Walder from the Muppet Show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're listening to Morning's Lone Star. We'll be right back. For those of you who like your partners, your gumbo, and your music salty, well, we're here to help with the music. Julian Shea here, host of Lone Star Country Nights Thursday, your weekly dose of roots and Americana and all the music that makes this part of the country special. We stir in Western Swing, Honky Tonk, Zydeco, Texas Blues, Outlaw Country, and put a pinch of red dirt, and then we smoke it over a slow fire. Then listen to the results Thursday nights on Conroe's 104.5 and 106.1 and worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. Baby, where I'll be in a year. Hey, welcome back. 9.55 in the morning on uh, uh, Mornings with Lone Star, Dick and Skippy. Uh, it is getting hot outside. It's hot inside. If you come visit the studio, wear layers. Uh, we're getting some updates on the Santa Fe High School shooting. Um, unfortunately, at least uh, looks like... Why do you always do the negative news? People are going to want to listen to this. Get out of the way. About. Well, people want to know. Let's talk about the news where a lady poops in a Tim Hortons or Tim whatever and then throws it at people. Yeah, flinging the feces did that. But uh, we are sending out some warm fuzzies for the, the Santa Fe thing. Uh, there will be fallout from this. But moving past that. Did you see the video? I did. Of that lady doing I that? I did. That is bizarre. I did. A woman in Tim Hortons in Canada um, was telling them she had to use the bathroom. She was quite vociferous about it. There is video of this. Uh, they were telling her. Look I, it up. It's pretty bizarre. She <laughs> dis- proceeds to defecate right there on the floor. And then if that's not bad enough, she picks it up and flings it at the person. Oh, now, the question I have is, did, did she make contact with her throw? That's one thing. Because you can see the, there's one man, there's a, clearly an employee on the phone trying to like calm her down or whatever. And then when he saw what she was doing, he's like, I'm out of here. And he's kind of walks off camera. Well, depending on her aim, I mean, that goes from attempted to assault to assault. Really? Yeah. If you miss, it's attempted assault. Man, can you imagine if the you court? Hit, can you imagine assault. the court of like, they have the way they, the word they use feces, how many times? Mm-hmm. That's when she decided to eject her feces. To, yes. The, what what the, lawyer talk can we make poop, uh, body talk? It comes together. It's perfect. But yeah, yeah. Oh, well, tell me about this royal wedding. Royal wedding is going to happen early hours of tomorrow. It's a big one. Brits love their royal weddings. So do Americans. A lot of Americans when, do too. When do they stop doing this kind of stuff? Like, for example, is it just the boys and girls in the first generation? Or yeah, these do they these do this direct, for like cousins or anything like nah, that? No, this is uh, direct descendants uh, in line to the throne, and maybe one generation off of it like um well like for example they have kids right or the what's his name i don't know prince william harry yeah no harry is marrying Meghan markle okay tomorrow but he's prince not gonna william. be king he's not gonna be king no, well he could be if it's uh, okay oh you know you know no, no could be who's gonna be king did if the if the queen died right now without making any other plans it would be charles all right son charles but the long-held rumor is that the Queen wants William to ascend the throne, bypass Charles completely. 
So William is next in line to the throne. If anything happens to William or William doesn't want it, then it goes to Harry. Okay. You can come on in, man. We got Jordan in the studio. Ah. He's being really quiet. He brought a guest. You can't tell him he's bringing a guest. I didn't know he was bringing a guest. Well, now, what a now they both have to suffer with us without the AC. That's right. That's right. Should have told her. So you can take a seat, man. Are we uh, are we uh, on the the YouTube? Yeah, we're on the YouTube. Because your page isn't showing it. You got a Google page. Oh up. man, yeah. Because I was gonna look up. Well, the, okay. I was gonna look up that poo poo video and her throwing it. Are we gonna post it? Yeah, I was gonna put it in the comment section. There so, we so go. You, I mean, this is a video that everyone needs to see. Okay. <laughs> sure. Why not? It's increasingly getting hotter. <laughs> well, speaking of um, improper activity, a little closer to home, authorities are searching for who they're calling Wee Willie Dangles. So apparently, Wait, is that real? <clears throat> that's the nickname they gave him because, you know, you give a bad guy a nickname that's that's not good and it makes them upset. And We? We Willie Dangles. Okay. Uh, authorities are on the lookout for a man Bless they you. say has gone into multiple stores in the Woodlands Bless area you. who has stripped himself naked and exposed himself to patrons. You think it was a dare? Uh, if he, uh, no, a dare is one time. I've done many bad things on a dare, but I haven't repeated them. Although... He is uh, described as a white male in his 50s with salt and pepper hair wearing eyeglasses. I'm just going to throw hey. my eyeglasses over there and I have a... Hey, uh, everyone has a bucket list. We I can't hate, have, hate them on that, right? I have an alibi for whenever and wherever this happened. I was elsewhere and I can prove it. You're pretty it. noticeable. This is true. They would know it was me. Oh, late 50s. There so, we go. I'm on so you're telling 50s. me he, he walked to this point and just took off his clothes and ran. Yes, Lieutenant Sp Scott Spencer with the Montgomery County Sheriff's Office said a man in his late 50s was reported entering a store at Market Street in the Woodlands, uh, matching the description of someone in their you know what I, 50s. If I was CNN or whatever and writing this headline, I would write it as, man lost a good pair of clothes, set of clothes. There and we that's go. that's it. And the people were like, what's this all about? And This gentleman is alleged to have entered Club Monaco on Six Pines Drive, stripped off his clothing, and run out of the stores, uh, according to... Spokesman Spencer, it's not a call we typically get, so it stands out. <laughs> he also entered the Kirkland store in Oak Ridge North, removed his shirt and shorts, and proceeded to walk laps in the store. Um, so, yeah, we Willie Dangles. He did leave his image on the, uh, on the store video. Uh, the authorities are not yet releasing the image, but they are working to identify the man with witnesses who were present at the Kirkland store. How does this like to be in Kirkland's trying to buy something? And Wee Willie Dangles just kind of strolls past. Yeah, I don't believe it. We got to take a quick break. I'm going to get the fan set up. This is, I'm I'm behind all this equipment, so I'm sweating below. So you, I got to go. Are you sweating I, below? I got to go. Visual. I got to go. Okay. We're going to be right back. You're listening to Morning's Lone Star. We got Jordan O'Neill coming in. I made a link on our Facebook uh, live for Fable Town. Uh, he's on an Indiegogo, I hope I said that right, for fundraiser, and he's going to shoot a miniseries here in Houston, Texas. He's all Texas cast and crew. Good thing Texas is big, so he, there's got to be some winners in there, right? Yeah. So uh, you're listening to Morning's Lone Star, IRLoneStar.com. We'll be right back. Lone Star Community Radio is looking for those who are interested in hosting their own talk show. With monthly and weekly slots available in Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and on IRLoneStar.com. Start your own podcast, create your first YouTube channel, and be on TV. Contact Lone Star Community Radio online at IRLoneStar.com or call the station message line at 936-647-3776 to take your first step into the radio world. 
Welcome back. Morning's Lone Star with Dick and Skippy. I'm Dick. He's Skippy. No, wait. I got that backwards. Yeah. I know. Well, do you just want to try each other on for size and see? No. Like Freaky Friday? It could be Freaky Friday today. The original with Barbara Harris and Jodie Foster. Not Lindsay Lohan and you know, Jamie Lee Curtis. Do you know what I'm talking yeah. about? Is this one of those things you're too Well, I think there's to? a guy version that came out with Ryan Reynolds. Like oh. they pee in the, they pee, we got to go pee, we go pee in the fountain and we'll switch. Let's go. Yeah. I would I not want to be you. I'm just letting that You couldn't I'm handle, you can't handle being me. You want to be me. You can't handle me. You know what's weird though? Is I bet people would immediately know it's not me. But you, people were like, oh, that's just Sean. <laughs> I bet that I bet that's how it worked. Like I go over there and pretend I'm the director of Kiss Me Kate, and they'd be like, oh, Sean's just like, it's a little He's different in rare today. Form today. Yeah. <laughs> ah, screw you guys. Do it. See oh, what comes up. Wonderful. With it. Yeah. So that odd laugh you heard, uh, beyond Dick and myself. Well, was the, that yours? The discriminating, the discriminating listener may have caught oh. Jordan O'Neill. That's right. Oh, he is you. in the studio already. Jordan, what's up, man? I'm good. How are you guys? Thanks and he brought us. special I'm, guests. I'm sweating. I believe it. All right. We like, warned you. If you were listening, I want to put a baby been. pool back here and do the, the show dip, from the baby dip pool. Dip your feet in. And uh, Jordan did bring special guest and castmate. Yes. Uh, Christian Malachewski. Hello. God, I always, whoa, whoa, whoa. I always hope Slow I pronounced down that, that right. last name. Well, I blitzed through it <laughs> out of fear yeah. of mispronouncing. Pronounce that name for me, ma'am. Please pronounce it for us. That's Kristen Malachewski. Malachewski. I put the U in there. Malachewski. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's why I kind of blitz through it, hoping no one notices. Okay. Thanks for calling me out. <laughs> well, well we late. have folks uh, in the studio talking about a web, not nah, web series, sorry. You, that's, you literally said, this. we don't call it web series. Yeah, there. well played, Dick. Uh, well played. Good one rule. No, uh, a miniseries. Yes. And it's Fable Town based off of? Yeah, it's inspired by Telltale Games. Oh, you can't say based, the Wolf can Among you? Us. Not technically, no, no, no. And inspired by uh, DC and Vertigo's Fables by Bill Willingham. Okay. So a video game and a comic book series. Okay. Uh, materials we're pulling from. Hold on, what video game? Uh, the Wolf Among Us. It's in a oh, yeah, yeah, Telltale yeah. Adventure game. Okay. Yeah. Is that a point and click? Kind of. Yeah. Oh, you man. decide on your dialogue and stuff, and it's it's like uh, choosing your own adventure. Type yeah, yeah. It's like fr- Five Nights Freddy's crazy stuff. So yeah. what's the premise? Okay, so the premise. Um, well, we follow the events of The Wolf Among Us, and the premise, um, the whole story basically is all the fairy tale characters you know and love, like Beauty and Beast. Uh, this is Beauty, who's here with me today. Uh, Good choice. Bad wolf, snore, right? Right? choice. Casting. <laughs> and you're beast, obviously. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> uh, I'm playing Bigby in this. I'm playing uh, the big bad wolf. Uh, so they come to our world because they've all been exiled from their homelands uh, from a huge war that's happened. So basically, uh, we pitch it as like once upon a time each true detective. So they're all living in hiding in New York, looking like us, dealing with everyday problems. And especially some people like Beauty and Beast who are royals and used to this life of luxury. Now they have to deal with poverty and you know working for a living and stuff like that um but our story takes place um the game had a whole a very kind of true crime element of like there were murders and there was a crime syndicate going on ours takes place two years after the events of that property and beast is coming home from work one night to the den yeah and uh, a lot of the characters, if they look like a wolf, they look like, you know, something that's not human, they'll wear spells. Beast used to be a beast, but his curse broke, as we all know from the Disney film and the fairy tale, mm-hmm. that he becomes human. But for some reason, as he's coming home, he runs into a woman jogging, and she looks at him, screams, and yells, monster, and he's arrested. I get that all the time. What's the big well, deal? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's grounded. It's just grounded in reality that way. <laughs> okay, carry on. All right, <laughs> Willie Dangle. 
So that's we, we Willie uh, Dingle, get it right, Mr. Wee. <laughs> that's where we pick up on our pilot episode as Beast has been discovered. Cool. So does uh, someone need to know the source material to get into this? Or if I'm John Q. Public and mm -hmm. flipping channels, as it were, uh, would I be able to get engaged without knowing too much of the backstory? Yeah, we've set it up where there's an opening text, just like the game, um, Once Upon a Ooh, Time. That's, that's risky, characters. man. I know, I know. We're not, it it's not Star Wars. Up? No, yeah. it's not Star Wars. <laughs> it is uh, that period well, of Civil certain, War. There are certain movies that just don't yeah. do it well. Like, what was it? Uh, Season yeah, of the it, Witch? We kept it very Nicholas brief. There's Cage no voice has over. a great opening like that. Where you don't understand, they didn't, they didn't clarify anything. Oh, okay. Yeah, ours is just the whole premise. So we've tried to make it to where, like, if you're new coming in, you're going to enjoy it. But if you're a fan of the comics or the games, you'll probably catch a couple of references mm -hmm. or whatever. But it's not vital to the story we're trying to tell. That's, That's cool. awesome. We're going to let the other one speak now. You've been hot, yeah. you've been bogarting the conversation know, here. So we got, we got Kristen. <laughs> so you're playing? I play Beauty. Beauty. Does she go by Belle or is it is it Beauty? It's Beauty. Beauty's fine. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> And, you know, modern-day New York, that no one's going to bat an eyelash at that one. Like, hi, my name's Beauty. Okay. Right? <laughs> so uh, how did you get involved with this? I mean, did, did he just come knocking on your door one day and say, hey, I want you to be Beauty in my, my miniseries? This thing has been going on for a while. Um, I met Jordan in 2015, and he had this idea, the story he was writing. And I remember I was cast. I auditioned for It's a Great Story, I think. Fable Town is going to resonate with people because it's about people. There's this extra backstory. There's this depth because you think you know someone and they get to change your opinion. You get to change your opinion about, say, Beauty and Beast or, say, Cinderella or, say, the Big Bad Wolf. Um, so when I auditioned, I was reading sides for a character named Betty who was there talking about some crime her husband was uh, accused of. And that was exciting for me to realize, you're telling me this is really like, I didn't get to bring anything Disney or fantasy or cliche to the audition. It was just about people. Mm -hmm. No, I get that. It was, it was funny. Um, a couple of years ago, I was watching uh, Gotham <laughs> on TV. My mom walked in the room and she was engaged by it. It was taught polit uh, police procedural. And then I made the fatal mistake of saying, yeah, so, okay, so that kid's going to grow up to be Batman. That's Commissioner Gordon. And... My mother just shut down. Oh, it's a comic book. <laughs> Never mind. Like, no. oh. <clears throat> so to have that real-based stuff, because, mm -hmm. you know, if you take Batman out of Gotham, it's a great drama. Mm -hmm. So I, I'm getting the same sense with this, that this, I, I, I can't help but compare, you know, we had a few seasons of Once Upon a Time. Mm -hmm. But to me, that was highly Disney-fied, yes. I think. And when they started bringing in mm -hmm. Jasmine and just, yeah. if it's a Disney movie or Elsa, we're going to. Put it in there. Yeah. Fables was actually supposed to be adapted by ABC. That was where Once Upon a Time came from. But I think Disney realized, we already have all these fairy tales. Why would we pay for something we Sounds don't Sounds a bit own? like the old uh, Babylon 5 Deep Space Nine curve. Probably. For those of you who don't know, uh, uh, Deep Space Nine <clears throat> was flat out ripped off. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. They went to the guy. So, uh, Jordan, so this is your brainchild? Yes. Did you wake up one Tuesday morning and say, I'm going to commit the next few years of my life to this miniseries? Um, we were actually supposed to start filming a lot sooner than we are now, but uh, we had a problem with funding. Uh, things fell through, and I just realized, okay, I have to start working harder and doing more odd jobs. To I financed the pilot myself. We shot it over so you two just got to tell people October. there's no slowdown. You're just like, no, it's been great. Yeah, we just, we've we, been in pre-production. We we're we're been, treating our investors well. If you mm -hmm. want to join us, call yeah. this number. We really have, actually, yeah. Uh, we've just been in pre-production for a long time, and it's helped, actually. Everyone got to sit with their characters a while. We really got to, I got to rewrite. I got to, you know, 
it, you know, you think it's brilliant. Then you come back three days later and you're like, what the heck was I thinking? This is terrible. Um, but yeah, and it took me, it gave me time to really um, own my skills as far as writing and um, putting a crew together. And I have one of the best crews uh, you could ask for now. I think uh, I'm lucky I can afford them now because give me, give them five years and these guys will be shooting stuff for Spielberg and whatnot. And you had to say you knew them when? Well, we get to say we knew you guys when. I hope so. Yeah, it'd be <laughs> cool. So talking to potential investors out there, mm -hmm. um, what separates this, you know, because typically when someone may think of fan fiction, they're going to think some guy in his mom's basement writing Hermione hooks up right. with Snape and, you know, stuff like that. I mean, that's how it starts, but. <laughs> um, well, it does actually I have a friend who started writing like Harry Potter erotic fan fiction and oh, she wow. actually has become. Wait, what? Yeah. And she's now oh, a best-selling novelist. children? Oh, wow. Erotic fan fiction? Well, kids? apparently it's after the events where she's oh, okay. 18, but still it's, it's awkward. But right. not, but she That's parlayed really, that yes. into an actual... Let's get her on the air, too. Yeah, <laughs> she's the best-selling novelist uh, uh, of that ilk. Mm. Um, so what separates uh, Fabletown from something that a lot of people may not read? Um, I think it's just strange that this world has never been played with uh, for all the fans that, you know, are out there of Fables and The Wolf Among Us that you can find on the internet if you uh, dig deep enough that no one's ever just tried to do something like this. And uh, and it was one of those things where um, a lot of my cast are about our age, and they're in their early to late 20s, and for some in Texas that's hard to come by uh, film roles. And so I realized, well, if we're using fairy tale characters, it doesn't really matter what we look like if we're, you know, centuries or millennia years old mm -hmm. and that opens up to just this is kind of our take on the characters so we're, none of us are going to look exactly like you like the characters in the pages or in the game but that's sort of the fun with it because we've all grown up with these characters mm -hmm. i but think the audiences audiences can be really forgiving with that i've seen several True. star trek episodes fan-based series out there where they'll have a kirk and a and a spock or something and obviously you know it's almost like chris pine playing kirk now where I'm not trying to be Shatner. I'm just trying to be inspired by him. Mm -hmm. So same, I guess same basic premise that you don't, there's no real model uh, for, for, for beauty. You know, you have various incarnations of it, but it's not like there's no one particular uh, actress you have to base it on. You, you can right. make her your own. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. Don't, don't do Hermione. 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 <laughs> no, whoever that is, don't do, don't, don't do anywhere near that. Got it. Just right. so you know. No. Won't do that. <laughs> okay. I was um, first. <laughs> a Fable Town. Now, obviously, this is uh, uh, inspired by a Marvel Universe scenario. Am I correct? Is it Marvel? And it's uh, DC and Vertigo. DC. I'm oh, sorry. I'm, yeah. Man, wrong universe. You should read the info. I also want to let listeners know on Facebook. Yeah, that's right. We'll we tell Harmony about it. On Facebook, we posted the Indiegogo campaign where you can yes. see. And we're going to talk about that in a little donate bit. Donate and stuff. But we, okay. Yeah, cool. No, but I mean, we're going to find out what he needs the money on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He doesn't want his kneecaps broken. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to come for me. <laughs> um, is this, a, so it being DC Universe, is it a comedy, drama, dramedy? Definitely leans more into drama. There's definitely a comedic moment, uh, for sure. I think uh, Kristen, uh, my brother actually was the uh, co-writer on two episodes, mm -hmm. so I have to give him credit. He uh, added a lot of moments of levity with, because uh, he brought up the point, like, you know, Beauty and Beast, man, they've been married for centuries, so that's centuries of baggage. you got to have some fun with it. And the fact that they're still married, they're like the one a solid couple in this whole community of fables. Uh, but there's definitely some moments of levity because you now, don't want to be so these? serious. Uh, Jordan Ogletree, a friend of mine, local oh. actor. And he's okay. A really good guy. Uh, and but, what's it like playing? Oh, so what's it like playing beauty here? Because this is an iconic character. Exactly. I think beauty has something in her that everyone likes. It's like, oh, you know, she started out as a small town girl. 
everyone knows she's well-read and she has this, this history of falling for someone who was terrifying to everyone else and then discovered it broke a curse and there was becoming royalty and there was all that stuff. We know that side of the story. Um, but at her heart, she is very feisty and she's decided to try and live her own life sort of thing. And if you take that background and you imagine the trauma of leaving your home, there was some kind of war, you can't ever go back. And now you have to blend in with people who you can't, you can't introduce yourself as that person. You're just trying to blend in. And you need to um, accommodate the life your husband is used to having. You need to um, try and find out who you really are. Find your own freedom. But understand that there's things you can't ever share. There's a secret you have to keep. It's very interesting. Do the other characters know about each other? Yes. Um, one of our favorite aspects is that um, one of our opening scenes has got Snow White, Cinderella, and Briar Rose, or Sleeping Beauty, mm -hmm. all sitting around drinking wine, talking mess about their mutual ex-husband, Prince Charming. <laughs> so, yeah, they're all very much aware so there of is the one. I remember in the <laughs> 80s, there was a bad sitcom called The Charmings, and it was a sitcom based on Snow White and Charming had to, had to pop into modern-day America. It was <laughs> horrendous, so I'm presuming that Fabletown is going to kick that one's tail. So let's talk about the campaign. Yeah. So well, we can take it, a break and come back. Can we? Yeah. Awesome. For sure. We just, I mean, we've been talking for a while. There's people, you know, they're just fascinating. It is fascinating. So, uh, yeah, I want to find out more about beauty because, you know, I'm a hardcore Linda Hamilton fan. So I got to see if you're going to bring, you know, surpass that. Are you going to become my new favorite beauty in this mythology? I'd like to be. Okay. We'll find out when we come back. <laughs> you're listening to Orange Lone Star. We'll take a break real quick. Our talk shows and music shows are looking for sponsors. Want to expand your brand awareness? Reach the hyper-local audience in Montgomery County? Lone Star Community Radio sponsorships accomplish this. Want to see our stats and rates? Check out IRLoneStar.com sponsor for more information. Or call in and leave us a message at 936-647-3776 with your question. Get seen on TV or YouTube and heard on our podcast, FM, and internet radio. Sponsor your local radio station with Lone Star Community Radio. Welcome back. Morning's Lone Star. Dick and Skippy. He's Dick. I'm Skippy. It's 1021 on the dot in the studios. It is 83 outside, probably 87 inside the studio. I have 95. Yeah. 1% chance of rain. For those of you who don't know, we can't commit to 0% of anything, so it could always rain. But humidity is down to 69%, so it feels like 88 degrees already. It's hot. It's too darn hot, which ironically, not ironically, incidentally, is the name of a song. And Kiss Me, Kate, playing tonight at the Owen Theater. Come see me in tights. You don't want to miss it. And uh, starts at 8 o'clock. Go to owentheater.com. That's theater with an R-E. Get your tickets. Come see some fun stuff. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, my This Hourly Pimp brought to you by Skippy and the Owen Theater. And Lone Star Community Radio. And Lone Star Community. <laughs> yeah, I was waiting for that one. We are talking with Jordan O'Neill and Kristen Malaszewski. I'm getting closer with that every time I say it. It's a process. It is. <laughs> are you, so when you're all famous, you're going to change it to like, I don't know. I enjoy Christian the stage M. name. The, like Maggie the things Q. That make up for me. 
Yeah, there you go. That'll work. I wonder what Maggie Hughes' real last name is. Probably Jones. Smith, or something, Smith, yeah, you know? so yeah, something really, really bad. So, okay, so we're talking with with Jordan Kristen because uh, Jordan is the brainchild, or is the mastermind behind his brainchild, uh, Fable Town, which is a mini series being produced locally. So, local talent, local mm -hmm. crew, local everything. Yeah. So this is a huge thing, uh, uh, based on a don't you know don't tune out when I say this a comic book with a great story about fairy tale characters with real world problems. And so, Jordan, you, uh, off the air, you're telling me that a couple of years ago, you, this idea just kind of popped in your head. In fact, we were on stage together, yes, literally, we when this yeah, popped you, in your you were, head. You were in tights then, too, I think. I, I was, was no, they were hoes. They were tights, yeah. Me. I was in hoes <laughs> that time. Big difference. Yeah, it's huge. I had like five layers on and a sword and a mustache. So That's there you right. Go. <laughs> there, was a, there was a production of Three Musketeers that, uh, that we were in. Mm -hmm. uh, in fact, all of us, except for Dick, you, you missed out of that one. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so over the two years, so the idea started to germinate. Wow, wait, which which production? Of it? The the second one for me. This okay. is the one at Stageworks. Okay. So the first production I was Porthos, mm -hmm. uh, directed by someone else. And the second production uh, I was the King. And the third production I directed, but I also had to step in as the King at the last minute. So. Okay. Yeah, you were the King. The King. I, I love you, the King. <laughs> That's going to follow me beyond 50 years from now. Tombstone. I'm long dead. Well, what thing? You're going to hear I, right. For those who are watching on Facebook and YouTube and stuff and don't have any idea about comic books or whatever, yeah. what can they relate to in this? Because yeah. I know you're, you're, you're talking about the script being probably the most important part of, yes. of this whole project because yeah. you try to create characters people can, can get into and you're not looking – you're not depending on the visuals because we're talking about monsters. We're talking yeah. about mythical things, but mm -hmm. we don't see it. Right. So it's just it's important in the I, mean, I imagine the dialogue and the structure to get that to point across to this audience. Yeah, it was really about I mean, the story, like you were saying, it grabbed me two or three years ago and it, it wouldn't let me go. Like I kept telling myself there's no way to pull this off. We can't do it. Like there's just no way. But it wouldn't let me go. Like I was up at night dreaming about it to that point that it was like, OK, I got to just write it out. And we actually wrote it. Like she said, we auditioned people with different names and we told them who they were playing and they were on board. And I'm like, OK, no one's laughed in my face just yet. Uh, we kept going. We had our table read. There was a huge twist on oh. uh, some of the characters mm. that show up. Um, we've had a few characters show up that aren't in Fables uh, that we've got to play with, ones that are, you know, free use. Mm -hmm. um, and no one laughed at our face then. They actually like, Gilgamesh? Oh, yeah. How'd you know? <laughs> I'd be all over that one. Uh, yeah. Do you remember what that was like at the table read? Oh, man. Just a row of people, friends, coworkers, people I've just met. The suspense was incredible. Just reading a certain reveal, a uh, certain actress uh, in the show in particular. I remember her, like, the dramatic turn, the full body going, whoa, whoa, and the hands are everywhere. <laughs> it's a really happy memory because we realized there's something really clever here. Mm -hmm. There's something unexpected here. Yeah, I think it's about, <laughs> you asked about, like, why, why fairy tales. Well, I feel like, you know, we all grew up with the Disney movies, at least my generation did. And so I thought, well, what if the stories kept growing up with us? And that's kind of like... To be really depressing. Well, yeah. I mean, there are some depressing elements. Because, I mean, this. you're talking about Rapunzel. <laughs> she'd be on disability because where could she go and work? Because oh, her yeah. hair is just <laughs> everywhere. I mean, yeah. yeah. OSHA violations right there. Now, how do they get, like, Social Security? Or does this address how they get, like, Social Security numbers and um, get they, jobs? They really keep it themselves. It's implied that they've been here since, like, almost the Pilgrims, and they just keep changing the building through magic. And so it's like they keep changing some aliases. Can there be, like, a Highlander crossover on that? Because I would so watch that. You need to pitch it to me. I mean, yeah, man. 
Let's see what we can happen. Talk to me in a year from now. When I'm we're telling ready. you, get I Cap have two more seasons in mind. Get so, hey. Captain Hook and Connor McLeod like face off. I'd, I'd be all over that one. Oh man. Well, I know I linked the Indiegogo link on the Facebook Live, yes. and with people looking at it, it kind of give an idea how they could help out. Because I know on Indiegogo, it's a it's a campaign fundraiser. Yes, in a sense, mm -hmm. and you have different tiers, and you get different things. Yeah, you get different rewards. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I financed the pilot myself just because that's. I mean, granted, I wrote it, but I mean, we'll actually go into that a little bit. Like, yeah. uh, it, you don't have to go into so much detail, but you know, the what would it be like the average cost to sound like a project like this? So you're. Epi per episode, what could you say? I mean, the pilot, I, when all was said and done, I mean, it, it cost at least five thousand dollars just yeah. from the crew, and that's just from the crew, the editing, and then we just we have uh, Brian Satterwhite's doing the music, who's a Austin guy who's known pretty far and wide across the country, and he's created an incredible score that's got like these fairy tale like undertones, like this synth of like mm -hmm. kind of a crime story going through it. It's really fun to listen to. Um, but yeah, that's how much I believed in it. I was like, you know, I'll put up the money because I'm tired of waiting. I was just tired of sitting around and not well, making. Well, it this takes happen. a lot of dedication. How scary was that? Oh, insanely! It was. I've never. Time is money has never meant so much more to me than you're sitting there. And our second day on set, we were in kind of like what we're sitting in right now, where there was no AC. It was mm. 98 degrees in the building because of the lights and the camera. And the crew didn't complain once. They just and neither did the cast. I mean, the, the only complaint was like, oh, your makeup's running. Okay, reset. Let's keep going. So that that day taught me that okay, we're we're doing something right here, and my money was being put to good use. And this is the team that is worth the money. They're worth every cent. Because I'm I'm on the page right now, and you're trying to raise up to forty grand to yeah, do the we, whole series. That's for the entire that's a, season. It's a dream goal. Yeah, we're more. We could probably do it for if we could get to twenty, we could do it. We could pull you, this you off. Don't tell you say yeah. But 40, this is something that's going to see the light of day. Yeah, absolutely. You know, gonna be so this isn't Perhaps. something for an investor. I'm gonna, you know, I'm afraid to invest fifty or hundred. Oh no, it's gonna be thousand. on YouTube. In fact, the pilot is probably just a few weeks away from being released on YouTube, so oh, you wow. guys can see. You're gonna come back when it's on, and, and I would like to. Yeah, 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 it'll be up there. It's actually going into color correction and audio mixing uh, today, as of yeah, a few hours ago. The guy sent it out, so we should have that. Well, you guys have a lot of social media, and you inform people. Especially what's neat about these Indiegogo campaigns is you're like in direct connection to. The project if yes. you if you do this like you get emails you get updates saying yeah, oh hey absolutely i mean it's really cool i've done a couple of them and it's fun to be a part of a, a event like that because it really does take a long time people don't realize how long things like this take but mm -hmm. when you actually are there almost you're basically shadowing every step they take and you're like oh, yeah. oh this is cool this is cool yeah we're trying to put out weekly updates to keep yeah. you guys informed what's going on and you don't have to go to indiegogo site you can actually just go to we have a domain it's just fabletownseries.com, and that'll take you right to the Indiegogo campaign. Well, we have Z King in the studio, and they have King Cole, five grand right there. Mm -hmm. Sean, you got for it? That's our highest level of donation. Uh, what would I get? Uh, can you read? Help me out here. Okay. I can't remember. There's, you get everything lower than that. It, you get, hold on. I think it's a, you get a role in the show. You get a special thanks. Yes. <laughs> there, there's, no, more kidding, there's, more <laughs> there's way more than that. There's way more than Script and score, video message from the cast, limited edition artwork, dinner with the directors, speaking role in Fable Town, which you, you, you know you have to pay for your speaking roles. We know how bad you are. And then, uh, yeah. Right. I think the speaking role might it's be like worth it. The time I tried to raise money by prostituting myself, I ended up owing $300. It was really embarrassing. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. It was bad. And then we actually have another reward. It's not listed there, but we added a $75 donation the other day, and you actually, everyone above. Well, Prince we'll of Lawrence? That. Prince Lawrence? Uh, Prince Lawrence, the level, yeah. You get a <laughs> high-quality digital print. Uh, Do you have a Prince Albert level? <laughs> not yet. Okay. If you want to create one, talk to me later. So what's well, the, so, Okay, so you have the $5,000. I mean, it ranges from $10 all the way to $5,000. Yeah. 
I mean, there's so many different things. And so like each donation, I actually pays a return to the person. I mean, they're investing in a vision, which this sounds fascinating, but also on the higher levels of donation, there's a, a there are tokens of appreciation. Oh, yeah. If you, you start getting like producer credits or something, if you donate enough or whatever. So you're like, your name is on this thing forever. And people just think about it. Think about the shows out there that you watch. Go, man, I should have gone in on that. If only, I, you know, young George Lucas had come to me, I would have paid out 30 bucks and, you know, well, something. Well, again, like what I, I'm going to kind of tell the audience who are interested, like the coolest thing is you're part of the process. Because mm -hmm. a lot of times with projects like this, there's only a few opportunities. So giving money and being involved is an opportunity for you to actually experience it. I mean, I know it sounds silly that you pay $5,000 for a speaking role, but some people like me, for example, I'm not an actor, mm -hmm. but say we know. in my life, I go, I would not mind. I would be cool to be on set. And this is an opportunity to do that, like to yeah. kind of like a bucket list or something, because, you know, it's most people who have no trust in me. So it'd be like, now I'm forcing it. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. You, you, absolutely. You were dead bang on. I, I would pay to have you see you on screen. I may have to make a donation just to get him. Yeah, you can always some, volunteer someone else to take the role if you donate the money. No, I want to see him. on. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah, yeah. I want to see the flop sweat and the deer and headlights look and the monotone delivery. <laughs> I would. No, no, that. I wouldn't do mine. I would get really into it. So those of, uh, those of you tuning in, we've been talking to Jordan and Kristen about Fable Town, a miniseries. Uh, uh, there's a campaign to raise funds for it. It's already underway. People, this show is happening going to happen with or without you you want it to be with you you go to fabletownseries.com uh you can find out all about it be a part of this process as dick said now before you guys go we started something new here with guests we want to find out how much of an expert you are in your chosen field oh man so so we have a uh, little fairy tale uh trivia game here we'll ask a couple no. of questions here am i playing too if you want to be so you know so when the little girl everyone knows is Little Red Riding Hood first appeared in English in a translation of the story by Charles Perrault, she was given a more conventional name to go along with her famous nickname. The Little Red Riding Hood was she named as Petty Four, Biddy, Lucille, or Sweet Myrtle? What do you think? Well, I know my preference. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> maybe, it's, maybe it's Petty Four. Maybe it's, Petty Four. I was yeah. thinking Sweet Myrtle. What was the Sweet third one? Sweet Myrtle. Sweet Myrtle. Uh, uh, Penny Four, Biddy, Lucille, or Sweet Myrtle? Yeah, Lucille's somebody's grandma. It's not It's not Lucille, that's for sure. <laughs> I'll go Sweet Myrtle. Sweet Myrtle? Yeah. Wrong. It was Biddy. Oh, man. Oh, the sleeper. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so that's uh, well, not looking too good. Yeah, okay. Good she's not in the show. <laughs> okay, that's about um, Bluebeard. No, we're not going to do a Bluebeard question. Bluebeard in your? He's in The Wolf Among Us and Fables. He's not in Fable Town. Right okay, now. I'm not. I'm not going. Well, it's season two, man. Yeah, season we've, we've got two more seasons. We've got two more seasons in mind. So, okay, for the well-known fairy tale Puss in Boots, a cat is able to help its master from poverty to riches through a series of clever ploys. What special function do the boots have for the cat? Did they protect his feet while walking out of doors? Did he walk and talk like a man while wearing the boots? Did it allow him to travel at great speed and become invisible? Or did it give you the power of persuasion that no listener? Could resist so outdoor protection walk and talk like a man travel at great speed and become invisible or power of persuasion i go with persuasion that is a good talent to what have. Are you <laughs> i'm just thinking of like antonio banderas interpretation i'm like yeah he's a slut smooth talker i don't know did you say he's a slut he did sly smooth talker <laughs> oh sly smooth yeah, yeah. i heard slut myself i heard slut, I heard nope. slut. <laughs> 
Not this time. Okay. <laughs> so persuasion. 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 I'm afraid it's protecting his feet while walking outdoors. Oh, that's just... That's just the most obvious use that's of boots. That's really... <laughs> that's dumb. That's like okay, the, that's like the Willie Nelson song or something. Kristen, this one's for you. Okay. And this last one. Because you guys are just bombing left and right on this I know. one. So I investors know. don't... And they're be, making a show about this Yeah, stuff. investors, don't be, don't be scared off by the fact that they know absolutely nothing about the... Uh, uh, industry in which they're uh, the doing characters that aren't about, in right. the show <laughs> okay ah in the happy ending of beauty and the beast oh. beauty settles down for a life of bliss with the now handsome prince and his household including her father and three brothers the fate of her two wicked sisters is less agreeable so beauty's two wicked sisters are either a transformed into living statues b forced to serve as scullery maids C, changed into goshawks who fly away, or D, are chained what? to a rock on a deserted beach and left to starve. Oh, man. <laughs> Statues, scullery maids, hawks, or chained to rock starving people. That last one sounds a bit too Greek. <laughs> I don't know. It could be Brothers Grimm. You never know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> let's Try A. Uh, which is trammed in, transformed into living statues and before the palace. And she's redeemed herself. That is correct. Hey, the sisters who have been consistently oh, villainous throughout the tale are given the possibility of redemption. If they will only acknowledge their guilt, they will be set free of the spell. We are told, however, that the likelihood of their ever doing so is small. Well done. Oh. We end this one on a high note. We so go. people go to fabletownseries.com to figure out how you can be part of this amazing miniseries. That's done all local, local cast, local crew, yeah. local music, everything. And I'm gonna. Pay I can for be a stand-in if you need somebody to stand in. Okay, we'll keep you in mind. I don't eat anything. Make him a stunt double. <laughs> stunt double. Get him a really dangerous stunt. Oh, some stunts coming up. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> we need you to fall down this hill. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. See those stairs. <laughs> Just tumble. Just you tuck your chin. <laughs> Jordan, Kristen, thanks so much for uh, coming in. Thank we you. We really appreciate it. Yeah. We, uh, come back we, when uh, the first episode is out. To let our audience know right now, if you're watching on Facebook, we did post the link to support it. It's at the top of the comment section. Uh, it's on the Indiegogo campaign. You can learn all about this, and we'll get you guys following us up when you release the pilot. Absolutely. And that's coming out in like in a month, less than a month. About a month, at the most. At the most. There yeah. you go, folks. Fable Town. You're listening to Morning's Lone Star on IRLoneStar.com and Condor's FM 104.5, 106.1. We're going to take a sponsor break to say thanks to our sponsors, Conroe Coffee and Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. And hopefully uh, they'll clean all the sweat off the ground because it is getting hot, <laughs> Is hot, that what hot. that puddle is? Yeah. I was wondering. <laughs> you listening. I know. We'll be right back. Don't forget to download the Lone Star Community Radio app for your Google Play or Apple Store. Bring Montgomery County's community radio with you anywhere with your smartphone or tablet. If you are in the Conroe area, tune in on FM. That is Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1. Welcome back. Oh, 1040 man. on the dot with Dick and Skippy. We stuff. had Jordan and Kristen in the studio talking about Fable Town. This is a, a mini series that's being produced about fairy tale characters in real world um, 
issues, but this is not like uh, Once Upon a Time where it's kind of Disney-fied. This is hardcore stuff. I don't stuff. understand why it could, that's wrong to say. Like, you're saying it's a bad thing to be like that. No, I'm saying it's different. I don't want people to think, oh, this is, you know, we've already seen this for seven seasons. No, this is something way different. It's a completely different take on it. And uh, looking forward to it. No, I loved it Once Upon a Time. Uh, Evil Queen was like, oh, my, Lana Perilla, or Priya, however you pronounce her name. She was my, she's the Evil Queen of my heart for a very long time. And we all need one of those. You betcha we do. <laughs> so we got a person who stumbled in here. No way. Who we got? They were looking for the lack of AC. Now, <laughs> I hear that there is a bike store opening next door. <laughs> yes, there is. What? Yes, uh, there is. So tell us about yeah, that. Yeah. You gotta tell, who yeah. are you? You got to oh, uh, Yeah, introduce yourself to the world. <laughs> no one else knows. I'm super special. Um, <laughs> um I'm Gary Rogers. I am uh, a full-time firefighter, and my passion is cycling. So I worked at uh, bike shops prior to the fire service, um, a couple big chains in the Houston area. But I've always wanted to own my own shop, so I got the opportunity to open a little pocket shop here in the back of Conroe Coffee called Race Ready Repair. Uh, I do a lot of custom stuff. I've been doing this shop on my shop on my property for the past four years. And uh, what I'd like to do is mainly custom builds is what I love to do, but I do repair on every kind of bike there is out there. So Awesome. Uh, now, Gary, um, so you've been doing this for a, a while. Yeah. And, uh, and so you decided to take it like mainstream. So you got a space because I actually built out the space. This isn't like, oh, you guys got to. Uh, I mean, <laughs> we see the, the construction that's been going on over. That's pretty hardcore stuff. Yeah, it's been it's been great. Leo approached me. I was a customer here and I, I support local as much as I can. And. I come here and get coffee, and Leo asked me if I could, uh, if, she, if I wanted to move in the back of the coffee shop. And I, at first, I was like, well, I don't know if it'll work, but we made it work. It turned out pretty nice back there. Cool. I got to apologize about the trucks. <laughs> yeah, we had, to, we had to open up the door because it's too That wasn't a rocket launching. That was, <laughs> yeah. Well, no, one thing I got to ask is, can you do everything blindfolded? Blindfolded. We, um, should we test that tomorrow can you, can you, for your uh, opening? Can you field spread the Schwinn? We will have a keg, so after the keg gets tapped, yeah, maybe I'll do a blindfolded tire change. Well, I feel like, like it's like one of those military actions where you know you do your, <laughs> take apart your rifle and put it yeah. back together. And you feel and they, they, they do have competitions at certain. Uh, really? Yeah, they'll do uh, you know two tube changes, flat fixes, and like cassette changes blindfolded just for fun. And, and now you're just talking cycle talk. Right, I don't know. Gary, I, no I, I got the tube. I got that's the wheel. But you ride, dude. You yeah, still ride, right? Yeah, no, I still, I got a bike. Well, I yes. did. So for, when I was a kid, I had the, you know, the old 70s bike with the banana seat. Oh, uh, yeah. Was, but then I got a 10-speed, and to my eternal shame, I never was able to figure out, like, I was probably <laughs> permanently stuck in fourth gear because I I would yeah, have these two little, can you, like, teach people what the hell, which <laughs> gear it yeah. is? There's you, a lot of different stuff out there these days. There's a shifting that's all Bluetooth now. That's all, e it's just buttons, and it goes to the derailleur and stuff like that, but. Yeah, it's pretty high tech, but no, I I have the suicide shifters on my bike. Oh, do you it on the on the ends? Yeah, I know on the it's on yeah the, yeah. That's awesome. Those yeah. are it's. I still rock those. Those are know. it's fun, but then it's not fun depending on where you're riding. <laughs> I have those on my tandem. My wife and I race gravel tandems. Yeah, uh, we have a tandem bike that goes off road, and I have them on there. And uh, yeah, it definitely uh, you had to think about it because your brakes are not close. So if okay, if it doesn't <laughs> exist already, and it probably does, but we need to invent like extreme like export but tandem biking so you know you have those like those bmx bikers that do the whole uh oh did carly uh, just walk in carly you're in the studio with us <laughs> yeah. oh, okay carly could not keep away here um 
There you go. Uh, the, the sound, the, the the dulcet sounds of our voices brought Carly in the studio too. So, do they have like tandem versions of those uh, extreme sports? Because if not, they should. Oh, I don't know. I know they make full suspension mountain bike downhill tandems, but that's something I would what? never. Huh? <laughs> what? Yeah, going like downhill, like yeah. racing, like, full Bauer. suspension, like. People going like 50 miles per hour down the mountain on tandem. The Eddie Bauer. Oh, the crashes are gnarly. Oh, I wouldn't want to. And my wife wouldn't. Because he got that. another body. Oh, that'd be you. responsible Ugh. for so many divorces. Well, well, Who's the, the front? Race? It's marriage counseling on wheels. It's because uh, you can't, you can't, they can't do anything. I mean, they, they don't control. They just pedal. And uh, so they can't. She has to trust me completely, which uh, we've been together for a while. So it, I think we reached the trust. Well, you don't, you don't do years. the downhill stuff. Huh? You don't do the downhill no, stuff. No, no. When I go to Colorado, I have a bike that I'll go ride downhill on, but I don't do, I'm, I'm too old to jump into that sport. That's, that's breaking stuff, man. That's that's <laughs> wonderful. Those so, are medical bills. Race Ready Repair, do, they have a, do you have a website? Yes, racereadyrepair.com. Well, that was darned easy. <laughs> Race Ready Repair, and it's actually in Conroe Coffee. If you're yes. looking for more directions, folks, just go to Conroe Coffee. I'm like, where's that bike shop? Yeah, we're and, changing stuff up right now, getting a calendar set up on the website so you can, because since I am a full-time firefighter, um, I work about 10, 24-hour shifts a month, and on my days off, I'll be up here most likely uh, every day, and then you can schedule appointments if it works out best for you that way. So, yeah, because w- w- I guess grasping what you're doing over here with the shop is you can basically repair bikes, and then you can you do sell parts. I sell bikes, too. I have some bike vendors. I, uh, I sell Salsa, Surly, All City. Um, I just picked up Orbea uh, and Chumba, which is an American-made uh, mountain bike-style company. They're all welded in a— uh, Austin, so I, I do a lot of those. I actually, I'll have some on the wall whenever people come in to yeah. see them. Now I, I saw some merch in there too the other day. I was looking in the windows, so you got stuff to sell. Oh yeah, and it, I didn't know how expensive it was to stock that little wall. Do you have those uh, <laughs> vinyl uh, handlebar streamers? Because I lost mine. Oh, I can get you. Know, I can get gosh. leather. You want leather? We can get leather too, like <laughs> Man, motorcycle. I'm going uptown. I'm <laughs> Get my banana seat fixed. Uh, get get rid of the rack bar. You know, we, we, I gotta ask you this because you you do ride. You're part of like you do. Yes. Do you competitive riding or is it more yes, of just uh, like I do a lot semi-amateur of amateur uh, competitive. Yeah, I do. Mm-hmm. I mean, Texas riding and like you know we we compete in different league in Texas, but I do a lot of long distance stuff. So I've done like a 500 mile bike packing race that they ha- they host. Um, How do you do from that? Brian like, to Palestine. Why would you want to do that? Uh, do you just really like like when you say? Because some people, when they get into that Called groove, masochism. like say you're mile two hundred, yeah, like is that something that you like for your body at that at that state of mind right there? Because I've yes. written, I think the furthest I've ever ridden sixty miles, yeah. And I remember at the end, I was like, I just want this to be over. Like this isn't fun. Oh, Why we all go, everybody this? goes through stages like that. I I want to see how far I can push myself physically and mentally. And uh, I I think I, when you get done with something like that, you feel stronger at the end. Uh, and, and why do people I drink feel beer? better at the end of that. Drink beer? Afterwards. Like, that was the most puzzling <laughs> thing I've seen when we do. I do a couple rides. You're and celebrating I'm like, that you're still alive. But I would not want to touch a beer after that. I'm like, give me water. I need to, like. like I need aversion a, therapy? It's, you're a bike 100 miles and chug this round I did a tour to Houston, you know, probably like seven years ago. And it was sponsored by Michelob. And as you're arriving in, they're like, here's a Michelob. I'm like, I don't want that. <laughs> So Gary, when you're doing like the the competitive races, is it like Ben Hur? Do you put spikes on your your wheels and try and on take my out? helmet? I, I is have that what on it my is? Helmet, yeah. <laughs> no, it's uh, it's it's fun, and I'm gonna try to grow the cycling sport in Conroe. Like it's it's you know big in the woodlands because you got all the pathways, and that's where I work uh, yeah. full time. But uh, but here it, we have the opportunity. Everybody comes north to ride because we have the prettiest roads. Like it's so 
damn packed down there. They, well, let's not tell anybody what roads those are. Yeah, we're not. Because you don't want any more it, It's secret right now. So give a shout-out to your station. What station are you in? Oh, I'm at Station 5 in the back of the Woodlands. Which one? Uh, which one's that? That's on uh, Branch Crossing in Ash Lane Way. Oh, yeah, I know where you are. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I've been there 11 years. At the, uh, so. Do you awesome. cycle there? Do you have one of those prop things? I, I'll ride to work every now and then. I, I live in Willis, and uh, <clears throat> I'll ride to How work. How do you get there? Wait, wait, what? I take 45 and I put one of those tractor signs on my back. Those little triangles. No, I'm just joking. How about to say? I was like, <laughs> no. I can see that happening. No, too. I take a lot of back roads. Like, I'll cut through Wedgwood in a old 105, 2854, Fish Creek thoroughfare. But I got to leave the house at 430 in the morning. So, usually there's no traffic. Um, Dang. I, you know, I just <clears throat> I look at this and I feel like so much not a man uh, <laughs> right now. Yeah, well, I mean, they, at least they have I showers out, there. I go yeah. out and kill my so, own like, breakfast. So, like, they didn't have showers there, you wouldn't do that, probably, right? <laughs> uh, or you just have, oh, I got a bottle of Axe. We're good. Uh, yeah, yeah, just uh, We're all men. two cans of Axe. We're going to walk into We're a good. burning building. We're going to come out smelling like a barbecue. You know? well, well, first off, thanks for being a firefighter. We appreciate it. Secondly, thanks for uh, getting this going here. This it's business. really cool. It, it's neat, folks. So if you come into the coffee shop, it, you, it's like it's almost like a booth to order. And it's your it's your bikes, so it's really cool. And you're having so. Let's tell people tomorrow. Is it public for the public? Yeah. Okay. So we're gonna have an opening party from four to eight, and I'll be doing raffle prizes. Uh, five and six. the AC should be fixed, folks. Oh yes, yeah. So please, please. <laughs> hope so. Good yeah. lord. All right, we'll drink that beer real fast. Have to rent some climate. Carly pools. thinks she's still outside because it's just so hot in here. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it'll be. Uh, we'll give away raffle prizes. Uh, we're gonna do drawings, and the way you get a ticket for the raffle, you have to. Buy something with me or the Conroe Coffee and bring your receipt in with your name on it, and that'll be your ticket to throw into the raffle. Cool. Well, I'll be there. <laughs> People can pop in between 4 and 8, and then at 8 o'clock, we'll run over to the Owen Theater to catch Kiss Me Kate, my final pimp of the day for that show. Oh, my gosh. And he's are, like, what are you talking about? I've never heard uh, of Kiss uh, there, Well, yeah. there's also, I, I forgot, Lone Pine Brewery gave me a keg of Yellow Rose. So Actually, but, that's pretty good. Yes. So. <laughs> I'm about you had me a keg again. Bike riders and beer. Like I just don't. I mean, I Coffee, get it. beer, and bike riding. I'm telling you, man. Well, I'll, I'll do the beer. Yeah. They can do the bike riding, Oof. and it evens out. And the <laughs> food too. Like people eat. Oh man. Like <laughs> here, eat this. Eat this egg salad sandwich. I'll do the bike riding. All right. Yeah, we'll get you and give her the headset. Yeah, Turn right. it on. <laughs> Hold on, Carl. Bring the headset to you. Okay. There we go. There you go. You got to turn it on, Sean. There okay, you go. There you go. Okay. All right. So, yeah, Richard wants me to, <laughs> has been begging me and begging me to join the uh, triathlon. With yeah. Him. We and could I'm do like, the tandem riding. No. Yeah. I work on Richard's bike. He has a tandem uh and they'll they'll compete with a tagline and stuff like that for swimming and, and they compete as a uh, tandem team. Yeah, he's he's well, he's at the gym sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> so Carl, you're thinking about doing the triathlon? No, I don't, okay. I, I don't <laughs> want, That's what I heard. I don't <laughs> want to do. No, he's trying to convince me to. Oh, I, I just signed you up, Carly. It's too do late. you think you they go. all want to do that? No, they don't want to do it. They hate themselves. <laughs> no, I just want to get in shape, and I'm doing it. But I mean, they I, hate I themselves, Carly. Don't do it. No, I don't I don't want to do it. <laughs> yeah, I've done a couple of duathlons because my wife talks me into it. But, uh, she's a triathlete. But, uh, this, is that because she hates you? Uh, I, it's. Probably. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense now. 
<laughs> well, we got to be wrapping up today's show, folks. Uh, to win Taste Fest tickets, I know some people are waiting on that. Let's just make it easy. Just send us a message on Facebook uh, and then just say, I want this tickets. First person to do it wins the tickets. I mean, that's, that's the easy. That was way easy. Way easy. <laughs> uh, there you go. Because I was like, oh, maybe we can do bike trivia. <laughs> and I was like, but I don't know anything about bikes. Uh, What's the best beer to drink trivia. after a 200 mile bike race? Not Michelob uh, Ultra. Lone Pint, whatever they have. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we got Gary Rogers in the studio. Go to racereadyrepair.com. If you want to find out more about the uh, Fabletown mini series we're talking about, go to fabletownseries.com. Yeah. Thank you for uh, jo- uh, joining us today. We got to be back next week on uh, Monday, and hopefully the AC is back on. It and, better be. Uh, yeah, I'm not I, I will take uh, hostages. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, if you are interested in being a guest on the show, reach out to us on Facebook, Twitter, you know, all that good stuff. We'd love to have anybody as a guest. Right now, that's our rule, but we haven't changed it yet. So uh, don't make us change it. Yeah. Be a guest. <laughs> and uh, yeah, well, I'll see you tomorrow. Probably we're going to stop by. That's 430 to 48s. I just make up times. I, got, <laughs> I, I make my own time at your event. All right. Well, it's OK. That keg will be tapped early, too, if you want to get along early. OK. Oh, there's, there's an incentive. And then we'll go ride 90 miles. Yeah. Uh, you're listening to Lone Star <laughs> Community watch, Radio. And watch Drunk Skippy on stage. Yeah. <laughs> Don't forget Kiss Me Kate this weekend, folks. And then uh, we'll be back tomorrow. So uh, you're yeah, listening to Lone Star. No, tomorrow. Yeah. Thank you. Monday. The heat's getting me. Yeah, right. (laughs) We'll we'll see you guys later. Thank you for checking out this production of Lone Star Community Radio. Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's community radio station. Don't forget to check out this show and many others across the Lone Star Community Radio Network. Either live on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, the Lone Star Internet Radio app, or IRLoneStar.com's live audio stream, and on replay on podcasts, Channel 12's Our City TV and Conroe, or Channel 21 KVQT in Houston, and of course their YouTube channel. This production is copyrighted and all rights are reserved by Lone Star Community Radio. Have a question regarding this program or other Lone Star Community Radio shows? Want to sponsor or start your own show? Call the station message line at 936-647-3776 or email the station at lscrstudios at gmail.com.